Welcome to Songs and Stories, the Not For Musicians Only music podcast. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. My name is Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories episode number 66 we're up to now. Boy, these things pile up. It's kind of cool. I hope you're enjoying listening to them as much as I'm enjoying putting them together and using them as an excuse to meet a lot of really cool musicians and learn from them along the way. Uh, Speaking along the way, this is going to be sort of a catch-up episode. I've been going through and realized that... uh, going through my kind of recordings of interviews, and I realized there's a couple that I haven't got to yet, so I'm sitting down here on a Saturday afternoon and just making up a bunch of podcasts on things that I just haven't gotten to. And this one's going to be kind of cool. I just haven't gotten to putting this piece together yet. And um, this is going to be an interview with Edgar Cruz, fingerstyle guitar player Edgar Cruz, who I interviewed, I don't know, four months ago or so. And I guess we can file this under the uh, the category of just accidentally crossing paths with very cool people. If you go back to Songs and Stories number 51 and 52 from earlier this year, I interviewed Ansi McLean from the Trailer Park Troubadours. I did an interview um, before his show at the Rio Theater in Santa Cruz, and then um, he was at KPIC doing sort of a semi-stripped-down, kind of not-quite-solo run with Edgar Cruz a couple of weeks later, so I met them at KPIG. And um, kind of did the, the the part two piece with Ansi where he played a couple of songs and talked about him. And that's in episode 52 if you want to go back to uh, michaelgaither.com and have a listen. But um, he was touring with Edgar, and they do this thing. They kind of call it, you say flamenco, I say flamingo. And um, Ansi does what he does, Edgar does what he does, and they kind of meet in the middle somewhere. But um, I was meeting up with Ansi, and he said, well, you want to talk to Edgar, too? He's here in the van, you know? And I said, well, yeah, get your guitar. Let's talk. Let's interview right here. So outside of K-Pig, in the wind, as you'll find out as my microphone picked up, um, I talked with Edgar Cruz about kind of where he came from, his guitar style. And uh, what I thought was kind of cool is he's based in—he's kind of born and raised in Oklahoma— and uh, in some of these interviews, you'll find that, you know, people travel around a lot and they do teaching and they do other things to kind of supplement the income that you can make as a musician. Edgar pretty much plays full time. He's got a wife and kids and uh, he's been fortunate enough to carve out kind of a niche and, and really, you know, stay close to home quite a bit and make a living as a musician, which you'll learn about uh, in just a couple of minutes here. So I think we'll get right to the interview. And before that, why don't we hear a couple of things so you can kind of hear what he sounds like. This is off his um, his CD, Opening Night 2. And I went to his webpage, edgarcruz.com, and he has about 16 CDs available. And I'll link all those on my site at michaelgaither.com. If you go to the uh, the show notes for um, episode 66 of Songs of Stories, I'll link to Edgar's site, his tour schedule when he is on tour, and uh, what he's up to. Um, what's also notable about Edgar, besides the uh, the 16 releases he has, some are live, some are studio, some are um, collections of cover tunes, a lot are original compositions. He also has a couple of um, instructional DVDs. One is called Gallery, Spanish Blood, the Guitar Music of Edgar Cruz, and it's sort of a concert video. The other one, which I might pick up, uh, being a huge Queen fan, is called Arranging for Solo Guitar, the Queen Titles. So Edgar's done an entire instructional DVD of songs by the band Queen, which are all Brian May re- compositions, arranged for finger style, finger style guitar. 
uh, including, um, of course, you can't do Queen without doing Bohemian Rhapsody, and you're going to hear him play that in this interview. Uh, and the other cool thing about this this Queen um, solo guitar instructional DVD is because they were Brian May compositions, Brian May had to endorse it. So these are actually endorsed by Brian May. So uh, that's on his store page. I'll link to it on my site. Let's go ahead and hear a little bit of Ed Kerr. We're going to hear um, a couple of tracks off Opening Night 2, his second live album. We're going to hear um, something traditional, Los Chiapanecas. And then we're going to hear... Part of a medley called Stump the Musician, which is really fun to listen to, and you'll understand why it's called that as soon as it kicks in. So here's Edgar Cruz, and then we'll talk to him um, outside at KPIG's radio in the wind. Here's Edgar. I'm going to do one of my favorite segments. In this last two years of touring, I've uh, come up with a segment that I've added to my show called Stump the Musician. That's where you, the audience, think of a song that I can't play. And throughout the 20 years of strolling tables, etc., um, I've learned lots and lots of little songs here and there, and uh, we're going to give you a chance to see if I know the ones that you're thinking of. So at this time, we're going to play Stump the Musician. However, there are some ground rules. That's right. It's not as... I'm good, but I'm not that good. So, uh, the rule number one, it's got to be 15 years or older. Rule number two, it's got to be fairly well known. That means at least 15 people here have to know it. <laughs> rule number three, I'm only going to play just a short segment of it so we can get more requests if we need to. Rule number four, if I don't know it, I might play the next best thing. Now, earlier, someone asked for Devil Woman by Marty Robbins, and I played him El Paso. So, you know, the next best thing. <laughs> Rule number five, uh, I might ask you to sing it. <laughs> I might, we don't, we don't know. We'll, we'll see there. But at this point, let's take uh, time to stump the musician. Jess, right here in the green. Your black. Uh, with a, with a raise of hand, please. Yes, sir. Bob Seger's Old Time Rock and Roll. Old Time Rock and Roll. Where is it? Yes, sir. Watch all along the Washtown. Uh, that is. 
about the glasses here? Yeah, how many people here know Miles Davis sketches of Spain? One, two, three, four, five. Now, now, quit raising your hand. Let's just let's just go on to the next one. Okay, right next to it. Blackbird. Honky Tonk? Who's that by? Bill Doggin. Bill Doggin. Does anyone else know Honky Tonk? Uh, one, two, there's not enough people. I'm sorry. Now remember, I might ask you to sing it. And that, that might save me. Okay, how about this gentleman in the white t-shirt? I can see clearly now. Huh? That's a good one. challenge here. Semi. Oh, it's, a, it's an SUV. I thought it was a semi to drive away. We had a great conversation earlier, and I kind of wish I just would have recorded that because that was really interesting. But what I wanted to ask is, well, we can start over if you want. We can start over. Let's I mean, any of that you want. So, how does a guy raised in Oklahoma get into flamenco guitar? This is where your dad, <laughs> your dad conversation comes in. I think. It's... That's a great question because Oklahoma. You, think, you think Oklahoma and flamenco guitar are like right away? Well, in <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in per, 
in perspective, Oklahoma is subculture. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, because I love Oklahoma, and we are slowly catching up with mm-hmm. the East and the West in a nice way, but uh, you're right. I mean, Spanish guitar is just unheard of. Now, mm-hmm. uh, what happened was my father's from old Mexico, mm-hmm. San Luis Potosí, Matawala, and his uncle came up, opened up the first Mexican chain restaurant. And uh, Dad not only helped manage it, but he'd picked up his guitar during the breaks and mm-hmm. serenade mm-hmm. from table to table. And this was one of the first uh, Mexican musicians in town. There's a couple other ones, but when I became a teenager, I started accompanying him on the guitarron, that right. big Mexican bass. Mm-hmm. And I learned that by watching Dad is that you you play all styles for all ages of uh, um, people. Mm-hmm. So not only was he playing Mexican, but he was playing uh, pop stuff, love songs, rock and roll, mm-hmm. jazz. Uh, and was he playing that with a flamenco or a mariachi style or kind of mm, all over the place? More finger style. Okay. okay. You know, if, yeah. if, if he wasn't singing, he'd be playing mm-hmm. a self-taught finger style. And the difference between Dad and I is I went to college and majored in music and guitar performance. So I actually took it way farther. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only did I have his knowledge, but I had classical knowledge. And I was being completely inspired by classic rock from the oh, 60s wow. and the 70s. That's what, That was my favorite mm-hmm. m- music back then. Where did you study at? Oklahoma City University. Okay. It's a private uh, college mm-hmm. uh, there in Oklahoma City. One of the best music colleges around. Mm-hmm. You got a mosquito right there on your hand. Or is that a spider? It's a, it was oh. a spider. Okay. Normally I save them, but it, rea- it reacted to me funny and I squished it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's could have been worse. Could it's, have been a tick. It's been nice talking to you. <laughs> yeah. What's that red wealth that's traveling up my arm? <laughs> Had to do this outside, you know, in nature anyway. One of my pet peeves is mosquitoes. Yeah. That's a personal. Unknown. Normally, I actually I actually save spiders, but that one surprised me. So, no. Uh, sorry about that. So the, for the for the PETA people live, listening that are like spider <laughs> spider affection, I usually don't kill spiders, but it was just kind of a reaction. That's my fault. I yeah. startled. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so you studied music, and so in your flamenco guitar, do you tend to do, do you do originals, do you do pop or mainstream and kind of make it flamenco, do you kind of do everything? Well, let's be real clear on one thing, I'm by no means a flamenco guitar player. I am a, uh, uh, actually I play one on stage, Mm -hmm. let's just put it that way, okay? Okay. I I, do a lot of Spanish strumming Mm -hmm. and a lot of fast right hand licks Mm -hmm. that sounds like flamenco but the true flamenco has a lot to do with the timing the 12-8 time okay. and the, the dancing with the dancers and, and uh, every everybody in Spain knows their, mm-hmm. how that type of music goes and it had never clicked to me I just don't mm-hmm. understand the depth of that mm-hmm. so uh, I'm more of a traditionalist okay. and I take more pop songs like uh, Granada and Brazil and Malagueña mm-hmm. classical gas um, oh, nice. You know, Hotel California, mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I arrange them with the finger style mm-hmm. and throw in those strums anytime I can. Do you ever cross paths with Lawrence Juber? I have crossed paths with him a um, couple of times at the Chet Atkins Festival and over here at the Association. what you're talking about makes me think of him right away. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then Lawrence, uh, of course, we all know, played with Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. So I love going online watching his YouTube videos of his arrangements mm-hmm. of these Beatles songs. And um, and I because I compare them to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. See, we, I love seeing how people other people approach. Right. 
but definitely he's along the same lines. I would be, he's more steel string guitar, mm -hmm. I'm more nylon string. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot more strums and, and I also keep more to the original version. Mm -hmm. um, basically, you, what you heard on the radio growing up, I pretty much keep the same timing, uh -huh. keep the same groove, keep the same energy. I don't, and that's what I would call a transcription as opposed to an, an arrangement. Okay. Anybody can arrange any song mm -hmm. and just have complete liberty to do what they want with it. Mm -hmm. And I, I've always been more accustomed to transcribing because uh, when you hear me play the Bohemian Rhapsody, you say, well, that sounds just like Queen, except it's all done on solo guitar. Same voices, same mm -hmm. end parts that come in, same parts that go out, same lead line, same piano line. And there's no... I don't veer away too much. It's very rare that I veer away from the original version. Mm -hmm. That's where I start from. Can we hear some of that? Because I'm a huge. Uh, yeah, fan. let me uh, let me do the the middle part right All before right. it gets into the opera. Are we recording? Yes, we are. We're still on. Thank you. 
the has live Brian May heard this? The, uh, he has. He um, uh, I put out a an DVD called Arranging for Solo Guitar, uh-huh. the Queen titles, uh-huh. and it had to be approved by him. Uh-huh. So my producer got a hold of his manager, who got uh-huh. a hold of Brian. And we and we we asked uh, down the line. Said Brian, what do you think of this? Yeah. And he said, Oh, it's excellent. <laughs> so we had to get permission to put the word "excellent" in quotations on the cover Very of nice. the DVD, and Very we got nice. that. And it's, cool. it's, it, it cost a lot of royalties to put this product out, but mm-hmm. it has become my best-selling internet product. So you have teaching videos as well? Just this one. Okay. It's a forty-dollar DVD, worth every minute, because I teach you not only a Bohemian Rhapsody, but I teach you Queen. Uh, we are the champions, Killer Queen, and Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Oh, very cool. Measure per measure. You can even print the music, uh-huh. the sheet music, with uh, I'll notation link to it in my podcast and, notes. Yeah, so absolutely. Notation and tablature, right from the DVD. And I wish people on the podcast could see, but you're actually stretching across like seven frets on some of those reaches. Uh, only on this one right here. <laughs> yeah. It's a G down there and a D over here on the 10th fret. By the video, you can see it then. You oh, I've, the I show you all this on the yeah. video. I show every single measure patiently and slowly and just the way anybody would want to be taught. And so it's a it's a wonderful instructional DVD. I've gotten nothing but wonderful compliments from okay. everybody that's purchased okay. it. So I think that's why it's outselling everything. I wanted to ask you, you were talking earlier about, um, so you're in Oklahoma and you, you tend to not have to travel a whole lot. I am one of the hardest working guitar players I know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, most guitar players just want to play guitar, and mm-hmm. they don't think too much about the business end of it. Right. But I have a wife and a child, and mm-hmm. I pay the mortgage, and I, you know, I, I have responsibilities. And so I'm, even before I was married, I was encouraged to make you know as much money as I can because I mm-hmm. wanted to live comfortably with a sure. huge cushion and do anything, do any kind of travel. And one of my goals is always wanted to be traveling, mm-hmm. and I knew that these were going to cost money. So you know, I had all this motivation behind. Me, mm-hmm. but I, I've, I've always my mind's always taught thought yeah. and and think well how can I do this how can I make this better so I've just researched and researched the best gigs to play and how do I get gigs and mm-hmm. one of the best ways I started off was playing at festivals for free but at these festivals you have 200 people out there people and one you. of those 200 people want you for their wedding or mm-hmm. in one case there was a guy who had a television newscaster in the morning you know, mm-hmm. it was the morning show. Hey, this guy's pretty good. Let's get him on our morning show. And that's how I got on TV. Once you get on TV, then you start getting tons of national exposure. No, not national. I'm sorry. Local exposure. Mm -hmm. But it kind of brings you up to a huge level. And then your name starts getting out. You got Edgar Cruz at your wedding? Oh, and this and that and or whatever. And so uh, the private jobs are outnumbering my public performances Mm -hmm. at least three to one for every public you see on my website mm-hmm. there's at least three or four private jobs I'd probably like to listed. focus on the business a little bit it seems like sort of the corporate gigs and the private parties they probably tend to pay a lot better in some cases than some of the venues at least from my local always. experience always yeah. that yeah. will always be the case if you yeah. can get the private gigs over the public mm-hmm. performances because a lot of these publics that are listed on my website are some don't even pay yeah but uh, there are others that i go through uh, submitting a promo package to mm-hmm. an agent sure. who submits me to a concert series convention. Mm-hmm. In other words, all these promoters from around the United States come to this one convention and they're viewing 30 acts mm-hmm. all for four days and they have to pick which act they want during their five show a year concert series. Mm-hmm. 
and um, that's how I usually get my tours which you know about every two three years I might go on tour yeah. but those those are guaranteed sure. uh, good pay and they take care of everything the publicity all I do is fly in on a plane show up play sell my merchandise go to the next place that's good one of the best gigs to have yeah. but uh, like I said a lot of the private parties at home are from word of mouth and mm -hmm. just reputation yeah. I've been doing this for 33 years now so yeah. uh, like uh, we were saying earlier before the before the, the recording of this it's just that you, you've got to spend time on that otherwise because you, you, you got to pay for your art you got to pay to be a musician and, mm -hmm. and, and you know, spending some time on the business end really makes well, sense. Well, and, and as I was mentioning to you earlier, 95% of my efforts are mm -hmm. just in the office and emails and right. phone calls and contracts and yeah. designing media or websites or designing uh, new albums or flyers. You know, that 95% is doing that. Mm -hmm. And then 5% of the time, I'm actually physically playing. Maybe less than that. <laughs> you know, and, and at somewhere in there, i got to practice. Yeah. So it's it's becoming harder to just to stay up with it because of the business end. But I reap 100% of the rewards. Mm -hmm. There's sure. no sharing of agents or managers. The running gag with me and my local band, the guys that I play with, is that when we go to a gig and, you know, nine times out of, or eight times out of ten, we're, we're hauling our own gear and doing our own sound. You know, it's, it's at that level. Right. And I always say, playing's the easy part. Yeah, right. loading up the van with the right. gear and then and loading Planning. out and, and hooking yeah. it up and making sure it works and doing your yeah. own sound and that's all the work and right. and all the all the all the leg work to get the gig in the first place. Right. And you exactly. get to play for two hours or three hours and this is great. Okay, let's tear it all down and right. you know, exactly. go back home and check your emails and you know. And that's why musicians want to have agents and managers sure. and, and all these people that you have to end up paying right. so they don't have to worry yeah. about a thing. I would love to have that personally. Because yeah. that would make my life so much less stressful. But then you, you, you come out there with next to nothing. Right. You know, when all is said and done. And, yeah, and it seems like, you know, from what I've you know, talked to people about, it's even to get the agent, you, you, you've got to be playing a lot on your own anyway. You've got to be, I think you have to show that you can go out and get those gigs yourself before someone will even take you on right. to take it to the next level. That's true. Which That's is totally true. justifiable. That's true. In, in Oklahoma City, I, I don't go through agents. Yeah. Uh, there's one. And you're very established there, I'm sure, too. Right. Well, and it's because of that. And they know that. I mean, there's a couple of gigs that I have to get through an agent because they are in charge of hiring the entertainment. Sure. And, of course, they'd like you to mention their name. But, you know, it's it, it just comes down to protocol right there. But uh, most musicians there that play full-time go through agents. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just easier that way. But, sure. but they have real jobs during the day. I don't. Mm -hmm. This is my real job. Yeah. Or this is what I'm doing until I get a real job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know the old agent joke. This guy's on stage. Two two agents are backstage looking at, him, looking at him saying, look at that guy taking 80% of our profits. <laughs> <laughs> the nerve. The nerve. The nerve of that guy. <laughs> well, to focus back on the music, you want to play one more? Absolutely. Uh, we'll, do you have any requests? Something off your newest CD. Yeah, yeah, let's do something original. And this is more of the uh, Spanish flair of what we were talking about okay. earlier. Um, uh, like I said, more strumming mm -hmm. and try to add a little bit of licks in at the same time. It's very hard to do. But this is called Spanish Blood off the Pieces of Edgar album, my first original album after 16 years. <laughs> <laughs>
outstanding. Oh, thank you. You should hear me when I'm warmed up. You're sitting here. <laughs> it's 80 uh, degrees out here. You're not warmed up yet? <laughs> oh, well, again, the album's called Pieces of Edgar. And where That's can I the find latest that? album on my website, at website, edgarcruz.com. That's Cruz like my sister Penelope, not like my brother Tom. Got it. Edgar, E-D-G-A-R. Uh, you can also buy these on cdbaby.com. Fine place to be. Oh, it's one of the best things I've ever done. They've taken wonderful care of me. They do all my albums, all 16 albums, both DVDs. Mm-hmm. So uh, anytime you want to check it out, please check it out. Cool. Thanks again. Good Thank talking to you. Thank you very much. I've been great working. Once again, Edgar Cruz with Spanish Blood off his latest release, Pieces of Edgar, his first CD of completely original compositions, and of course, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody with even the vocal parts um, played note for note, and it was a pr- it was pretty wild seeing him do that in front of me on the bench. And if you want to see more about that, the uh, the Queen um, instructional video again is called. Arranging for solo guitar, the Queen titles, and it's endorsed by Brian May. And if you go to edgarcruz.com, there's, there's the store page has all that information about both both DVDs and all 16 CDs. And if you go to my site, michaelgather.com, and look for songs and stories 66, I'll put links to all that stuff along with some other little blurbs about Edgar. And you know, looking back, I think some of my funnest interviews are the ones where I, I go in completely cold and it's sort of like, hey, you want to interview this guy? Sure. And it really is just an informal conversation. Hi, who are you? How you doing? You know, what's your background? And that's kind of what this was. And it was really fun um, just kind of developing a conversation and kind of finding out Edgar's musical history and here's Songs of Story 66. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed listening to it conducting it and kind of re-listening to it as I put this particular episode together. Again, I'm Michael Gaither with Songs and Stories. If you want to find out what's coming up next on Songs and Stories or see where I'm playing, send me an email, michael at michaelgaither.com and that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R dot com and I'll put you on the mailing list and send out about one newsletter a month with uh, show information and Songs and Stories kind of episodes that are coming up in the queue or what's already up on the website. Uh, once again, I really appreciate your time for listening. Uh, check out EdgarCruz.com. There's a lot of great stuff up there, and we'll talk to you next time. Take care.